Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another Buffalo TechCast, where we talk to founders and funders about the startup ecosystem here in Western New York. We'll get to the program in a second, but first, make sure you subscribe to us on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Okay, today we're talking to Steve Rains, the CEO at Algonquin, which is run by Rains, Dave Thimicky, and Steve Kiernan II, um, and is making the transition, the company, uh, from being a professional services company for uh, 18 years or so to one that makes and sells its own products. Algonquin, which is headquartered in the Brisbane building in downtown Buffalo, is also sponsoring a new accelerator uh, at that site, uh, which they've called VCAMP, which aims to support young health tech companies with both funding and educational programs um, in partnership with a variety of partners throughout the community. VCAMP is set to debut this autumn. In the following conversation, Reigns talks about the changes at Algonquin, his own management philosophies, and his theories about Buffalo's startup community. For the better part of 18 years, we're a professional service organization, right? And we did uh, work in all kinds of industries. So we did, you know, uh, we built systems for Marriott and Mandarin Oriental hotels. And we built, um, you know, our, we had a content management system that we built. We built uh, products for the real estate industry. But we did a lot of stuff in healthcare. So, you know, we built teleradiology systems. We bought built pack systems that move people's information around, disease management systems. And when we look back at all of the things that we've done, um, you know, like any organization, you have successes and failures. But the one thing that really made a difference in the community, we felt, was was the healthcare-related stuff. And, uh, you know, over that time, we started a number of other businesses. We worked in many other industries, some some for good, some for bad, I guess. But um, uh, in the healthcare field, we decided... What we really want to do is transition to being a product company. So we have transitioned. Uh, uh, we've almost completed that transition, and we're really product focused on this thing that we call Zen PRM, which is a CRM uh, product for healthcare. Okay, um, for uh, the non-experts out there, what is a what, do, what does it mean to transition to a product company? What so, are you talking? What products? Yeah. So so basically, you know, in the, there are professional services companies, right, and then there are product companies. So in professional service. Um, Somebody comes to you and says, I want to build uh, X, Y, Z, whatever it might be. And you say, great, that'll be this much money and sit down and do requirements. And as anybody who's in the professional services industry knows, the customer never quite gives you all the requirements up front and you never quite do everything right. And what you end up at the end is a piece of software that's custom that has to be maintained and then um, added on to, enhanced, et cetera, et cetera. So you sort of end up with many, many masters. And it's very different than being a product company where you make one thing and you sell it. Um, you know, in a professional services company, uh, your time and energy is is basically your inventory. It's what you're selling. In a product company, what you're selling is this thing that you've created and the value that it brings to an organization. And product companies is, you know, anybody who looks at the stock market or looks at um, valuations for startups will see that they're much more valuable. Our experience with the product companies that we have, uh, we've come up with, uh, you know, just in general, more, we can service more people and do a better job of servicing them than we could in professional services. And, you know, in professional services, every January 1st, you got to get up and you got to go out and you got to sell you know, another $4 million of work every year to keep the doors open. And in a product company, you have an annuity and that's just um, more stress and it's more fun. And I think you can do, you can really accomplish more that way. Steve, you're the CEO at this newly transitioned uh, product company, which implies uh, that title, typically broad management responsibility, but also you have a a lot of experience um, in, um, you know, 
uh, building applications for the internet, sort of just like a, a tech-oriented background. What would you say that you're, you know, who are you as a professional? What are you, what are you good at? And uh, I don't know, what, where do you need help? I ask that question of myself almost every day. Uh, here's what I would say. I, I am, um, yeah, I'm definitely not your typical CEO. Um, I have that role largely because our, um, our very first employee who joined us as a co-founder was uh, Steve Kiernan Sr., and unfortunately, he uh, he passed away a few years ago from pancreatic cancer. And he was the archetypal CEO. So I, I sort of ended up in in that position by default. What I would say is that you know we've never been a, a management hierarchy structured organization. I have awesome partners in Steve Kiernan the second, Dave Femicky, my, my co-founder, and we really we manage as a team. We do the things that we're each good at, and. Um, you know, that's that's maybe not the thing that you know an investor wants to hear, or maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, ha- having never take uh, taken investment dollars, I guess I shouldn't speak about what investors want to hear. But from from my perspective, I think it's a great way because we have overlapping skill sets and we have people to bounce ideas off of. So, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time across our organizations looking at um, the technical side of things, sort of guiding people. But you know, on a day to day basis, I don't make stuff. Um, I don't make stuff for business. I sometimes make stuff on my own. I like to, I have a lot of hobbies. Um, but I think that this is one of those things where, um, you know, people talk about having a good, good team. I think we've really developed good teams, both at, at the management level across our organizations and, and through each of the organizations. Do you miss making stuff professionally? Sometimes. I don't miss maintaining stuff professionally. Right. That's right. Nobody, nobody wants to get that phone call that something's not working. Um, yeah, I, I would say I was talking to somebody yesterday, and and they asked me a similar question. And the thing I told them is, you know, I really like being there at the beginning. Um, like that's the exciting part, trying to take an idea from zero to something people want to buy, and all of the pieces that come after that. You know, the growing and 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 scaling and doing this. You know, that's something I really like to have other people who are good at who where that's their real focus. Have them do that. Um, so I it does. You know, it involves, I would say, not programming, you know, uh, pounding the keys, but, uh, you know, thinking about how all the pieces of the business fit together and how a product should be built and whether the user interface makes sense and, you know, what what you can do to make a customer love what you're doing. That's the thing I'm really passionate about. It's an, it's an interesting perspective, uh, given the, uh, I asked that question of other personalities in this sort of entrepreneurship innovation scene, and I get uh, similar answers in that their passion, their professional passion lies at the, um, at the genesis of a company, and, or of a product, or of an idea, and the, the early stages of putting that together and growing that other people are really into coming in and growing an existing thing. I don't talk to many people who like to come in after it's successful and help maintain it. That sort of exists a lot in other industries that I hear, um, more established ones. But so, you know, you're, it's an interesting sort of little perspective on your professional profile there. That's, that's what you like. Yeah. I think that, the, I mean, I think there's a, uh, this is a pretty well-known phenomenon. There's a, a book called the e-myth and, you know, basically says that, you know, the person who starts the business is not necessarily the, the right person to, to carry it on. And, you know, I, I certainly have a little bit of a, Ooh, shiny, uh, which, um, you know, day-to-day operationally, 
uh, is not a uh, is not the thing that you need for a business. And we've been very fortunate to have a really close knit group of people. So we have people who can do that, and we have people who can do innovation. And uh, you know, which is not to say that when when the rubber meets the wall, uh, uh, is that is that a thing? Is that I think it's road road when rubber meets the road. Apparently, I it's a tire I, analogy. Apparently, I've been driving yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the Super Mario racing game more than <laughs> yeah, right. Vehicles, right? Uh, I think the um, you know, I think when you put all that together, every, everybody in the organization is just trying to do the best, and and you know, we have a really good group of people who know when they're getting outside of what they're good at and are are okay asking for help. So, um, but you're talking about your involvement with a company that's pretty well established. Well, you know, as far as at least if you look sort of chronologically, I mean, yeah. you've been around for 16 years. You're, but it, it also is insight into why you're so involved, consciously involved in Buffalo's startup ecosystem. Why don't you tell me a little bit prof- uh, professionally and personally about why you've, you know, as a team really made that decision because it, you didn't necessarily have to. We had sort of been incubating and helping companies for a really long time, uh, you know, almost since our inception. Uh, over the course of the years, we had a number of companies who were in our space, who uh, either purchased services for us or who, you know, we did the side, the side deal. We're going to do work for this for equity or whatever with, uh, you know, um, since probably about 2001, we did a whole bunch of those. And some of them were, were pretty successful companies that went on um, and spun out and did their own thing. Um, some of them, like any startup, right, didn't work out. But um so you meet a lot of great people that way. You meet the kind of people that you want to have. And there are some companies out there, you know, this was my experience. Um, I'm going to say this was my experience in talking with other people. Big organizations tend to frown on people looking. So like, you know, you spend, a, and I get this, you spend a lot of money, you go and you train people and they get knowledgeable and then they're going to leave, right? And the way I look at that is people are going to do that especially really passionate people. So I can either help them and get to go along on their journey or I could be mad at them. And I just don't like to be mad at people. It's, you know, there's a saying if uh, holding a grudge is like living, letting somebody live rent free in your head. And uh, it's really true. So I would much rather help people that are going to leave anyway. And, and uh, maybe if they are more successful than me, they'll come back and help me someday. Um, our, uh, the president of the information services company, we have Station 28. We actually, uh, we met him because he had a startup that came out of the management school at UB and we were working on trying to help him get that up. And although that never happened as a result of trying to do that, I, you know, I got a great business partner out of it and somebody who does an excellent job running a very, very difficult services business. So, um, and you know, you meet great people, you, you, uh, have a lot of fun, get to have some beers and, uh, there's a level of excitement that you're just not going to get, um, from my experience in in other places i mean you know there are some people who like they love extreme camping or some people want to climb mount everest or or go down surfing off the coast of australia i just love being in the entrepreneurial scene it's part of why we've traveled around to all of these cities to go to different accelerators and incubators and meetups and stuff it's because it's just it's fun and i think you bring that energy back so there's a professional benefit of, of meeting good people there's a professional benefit of of seeing best practices and seeing worst practices. But, you know, at the end of the day, I generally, I want people to be successful. I want Buffalo to be successful. And I think the best way to do that is to share all, as many of my mistakes as I can in the hope that somebody else won't make 
those mistakes. What do you think about the current sort of like iteration of innovation in Buffalo? I mean, you've seen, you've, Algonquin has been here uh, watching and participating as this whole scene has really gotten off the ground. Um, I don't know, how far has Buffalo come? And, you know, what's, what would you, how would you sort of define it right now as a startup city? Yeah, I, I think it's still really, it's early. Um, I think, I think it's great. I think there are some really great people in it. And I, the one thing that I would say is, yeah, we, you know, we've been here and we've been participating with, with companies. What I would say, you know, people generally look up as the startup scene. It's not something we were there at the inception of, you know, uh, there's a, there's a group of guys who are, and gals who are a bit younger, uh, than I am, who, who really got, and they deserve the credit for, for getting that started up. Um, I think from my perspective, um, we're, you know, I think this is funny. I'm going to brief aside here, right? I have trouble talking about, uh, in the context of what, well, I was going to say, what, what I'm doing here and using the word I, because it really is a group effort from, from all the owners here and a lot of the team members here. Um, so if you hear me saying we, that's why I say, Understood. I say we, but I think that we is broader, right? I mean, that we is the whole startup ecosystem. So I think it's really, really early. I think we don't have enough of them. Uh, I think that there is a little bit of, um, uh, you know, there's non-organic growth, right? So everybody knows the state has put a lot of money into Buffalo. The state has put a, you know, there's money into 43 North and there's innovation funds. And these are all great things that have, have driven it. Um, but whether that is a sustainable model long-term, I, I don't know. I mean, I hope all those programs continue, but I also think m- more needs to be done to have private individuals get involved. I think more needs to be done to get encourage people coming out of school to start a company and you know not go work. We need to recruit you know more Harvard MBAs. We need to recruit more Stanford MBAs to come back home. And I would say to me that's actually the most exciting thing. You know there there are some obviously great really interesting great companies here across the spectrum they're not all just tech um but the most exciting thing to me is the number of people who've been in finance people who've been mbas people who are coming back to this area because they want to they want to live here and they're all shocked and amazed at what's happened over the last few years so i i don't think it's just the startup community i think it's a confluence of many many factors that have uh you know we're on an upswing so everybody needs to be fighting every day to make sure we continue that. We, we can't stop being vigilant. Thanks again to Steve Rains for chatting with us this week and to everyone for listening. Again, I'm your host, Dan Miner from Buffalo Business First, and we'll catch up with everyone next week.